0: I feel quite emotional when I look at those pictures on the screen. They come from our people in this church and nobody else. Amen? That is the gospel that this church will give to the world. And again, I would call for you, the people of this beautiful church, to be patient with us as we get this very powerful ministry together be tolerant, allow us to make a few mistakes, encourage us with constructive criticism. And when good things happen, like that beautiful little piece that our cameraman and our editor put together, when you see them, grab them and shake their hand and encourage them. Because I believe that if we hold fast, if we continue to believe and as we go for the goal, and that is to share our worship service with the people of Australia, the Lord will see us through. There are such exciting things happening. And as I watched that little clip this morning, I just feel, I feel emotional and I feel excited about what Jesus is going to do in this church. Now look, uh, I'm going to go off the television ministry now, except to say please... If you feel the Lord moving you to join this ministry, we want to welcome you. Fill in this little flyer. There will be two deacons standing at the door as we go out today. Please hand it in. We will contact you. And if you don't see any deacons there, then I will be there. Colin will be there. You hand them in to us. Because what is most important is that this continues to be a local church-based, built ministry. Okay, well, you know, it would take a fair bit to get me up the front in an orange T-shirt at Wurunga SDA on Sabbath. You, you're seeing it today and I can assure you, you will not see it again. Did you hear me? No more yellow t- orange T-shirts, Sandra. But I was a part of Lava Lava, our Vacation Bible School holiday children's program. And how exciting it was to see 75 children. Now you saw the children that were up here this morning. They were the ones from our church at the Lava Lava program. So you get a sense at how how deep into our community this program reached. And it was powerful. I, the pastor was there all week telling the children stories about Jesus and his ministry. And little children getting down on their knees... Some of them not Adventist, perhaps not even Christian, praying to Jesus. This is a powerful ministry. And Sandra, I want to thank you. And I want to thank your team from the depths of my heart. We are, and I am not just talking pie in the sky things here we are blessed to have a children's ministry leader like Sandra Weslake and we are blessed to have a team like all our young people and I wonder whether you could stand up team because you're all wearing yellow t-shirts, orange stand up please, I want everybody to see you here they are some of them, they're not all here you can stand up too, Mr. Weslake. You were there helping out, and I want a. I wonder whether, as a, in, in, in a show of gratitude, we could have a hearty amen. 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 Thank you, and God bless you all. I believe He will for what you did this week. I had a different sermon planned. I don't know whether I should say this, Sandra. And Sandra came to me, and she had this kind of. Uh, um, a worried look on her face, I think. You you are going to remember that this is a lava lava sermon. And, and I had to change my sermon because I thought I need to support Sandra and I need to support lava lava. I'm going to share with you, and I think it's very powerful. Well, as I participated in it, it was powerful. I'm going to share with you uh, a, a little... um a little worship that we had with them one Sabbath, and it's not necessarily a long one, but it'll give you a sense, and I know it will challenge you because the message is challenging. I know it'll bless you because the message of this little worship with our Lava Lava kids was a blessing. I'm going to share that with you this morning, and so I've changed the title of our Bible study, of our sermon, to Road to the Cross. The other one that I was going to preach, I'll preach in a couple of weeks' time, but Spurgeon, Well, let me pray first, one more time. God, we thank you for Lava Lava and for the children you are able to touch this week. And I just pray, God, that you'll come here now for a few minutes, that you'll be with us. Thank you for the blessings we've had in our church, in the worship this morning already. It was so exciting, Lord, to see the television ministry. It was exciting to hear what's happening at the general conference as you lead your church and I just pray, Lord, that you'll be here with us in this your humble local church at Warunga this morning. Bless us, draw us closer to you through this message and through your word we pray in Jesus name. Amen. You know Spurgeon, great English preacher, he uh, was asked, what makes a successful servant a sermon? Now Spurgeon was perhaps outside of Jesus, Christ himself, one of the most effective preachers the world has ever seen. He preached to to, to thousands, millions of people without the aid of, of, of microphones and electronics and data projectors. And thousands, millions, millions came to Jesus because of Spurgeon's preaching, an English preacher. And he was asked, what makes a successful sermon? Well, if anybody knows what would make a successful sermon, it's Spurgeon. And he said, well, choose your topic. And he said, when you've chosen your topic, then fast track across the Bible to the cross. And he said, if you fast track across the Bible in every sermon you preach to the cross, he said, then you will be a successful preacher. And perhaps the most powerful, the most powerful message in the world The most powerful message in the universe, the most powerful message in all the Bible is the story of the cross. And in one of our days, and it was Thursday, we did with the children the message of the cross. And I want to share with you this morning how we actually shared that message with the children. And I know it will touch you, and I know it will move you because you can't spend time reflecting on Jesus' death on the cross without being moved. This is a beautiful story. And So I want to invite uh, Richard, who is my assistant. Where are you, Richard? I want to invite you to come up and Hannah and Scotty, I think it was, or was it Robbie? I've forgotten. Scotty, wasn't it? Or Robbie? <laughs> they mixed me up, these two boys, after five years. Scotty. Now I can see you, man. And I want to share with you what we shared with them. Now, I want you two boys to stand <coughs> here, up, boys. Hannah, you're a beautiful girl, sorry. I want you, can you see them here, or do we need to put them up higher? You, higher, or are they okay? Higher, okay, come up here, guys. And I, I might move this pulpit away just so we can see them. you've got your Bibles, I want you to open to Romans chapter 3, verse 23. Romans chapter 3 and verse 23. The Bible says, for all have sinned and fall what? short of the glory of God. And so we started off our worship. I stood up the front and I said, this basket represents a heart, my heart. Can you see it beating? Have you got an imagination, Morunga SDA? The children did. Can you see this as a heart? This represents a heart. Now I'm going to start. This is your heart, Hannah. Okay? And I'd say, well, Hannah, are you a good girl at home? Or are you oh, are you a naughty girl? She said she's a naughty. No, she said she's a good girl. And she is a good girl most of the time. But at times, Hannah, do you run into some troubles? Now I want to show you something. This rock is symbolic of our sins that we have in our lives, of the things that we are struggling with. And whether it's Hannah, and I'm your dad, so I know that you have some struggles or whether it's Lloyd, or whether it's you out there, there are things in our lives, sins, darkness, that we are struggling with. Aren't there, amen? There are. There's not one of us in here. The Bible says, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And so I shared with the young people what sin does to you. This, do you tell fibs, Hannah? I hope not. But if you do tell fibs, watch what this does to your heart. Watch this. Whoa. Is that heavy? Not yet. but you can, It's heavier, isn't it? Harder to walk around with that in your heart, isn't it? Now just say Hannah. See, I had a big rock. Because you get some of these macho little boys like Scotty here. Just say Hannah is cheeky to Dad. Is that being naughty? Watch what it does to your heart when sin is laid on your heart. Watch this. I'm helping her hold it. Can you hold that, Hannah? You can hold it. Well, one more. (laughs) Say, Hannah, steals something. You see, every time, every time we commit a sin... It has a, it causes, it, it burdens down, it weighs down our heart till finally Hannah or Lloyd or you and you know the sins that we, let go down Hannah, <laughs> stay down there sweetie, the sins that we commit will so burden us, And it's a serious message. And you know what I'm saying is the truth. The sins will so burden us that we are forced down onto the ground, some of us into the gutter. You cannot be in sin. I know this from experience and not have it hurt you. And that's why I tell young people wherever I go, if you are not walking with Jesus, you are involved in sin and you are hurt. (coughs) There are some of you here this morning that have sins in your lives. You know what I'm talking about. All sorts of sins, lies, deceit, some immorality. You know the darkness that overwhelms us. And as as Satan lays these things upon our heart, it burdens us down. Now, I did the same thing with Robbie, uh, Scotty. Let's just say there, Hannah. I would say, Scotty, are you naughty at home sometimes? Do you tell fibs sometimes to mum? He's honest. Watch what happens. Are you sometimes disobedient? And you see the little children, they're watching this. They get it. Do you get it? See the impact on your heart? What about are you rude to your dad sometimes and yell at him? This is a big one. Boom. And it, you know, I've got some of these macho boys and I had to load it right up here to get them to go down. But you go down with the sin. But then I said to them, and just stay there, Isaiah, and if you've got your Bibles, have a quick look at it. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18. Jesus says, come now. Let us reason together. Though your sins are as scarlet, I will make them white as what? Matthew. Go to Matthew chapter 11. And I was glad to hear Colin quote this this morning. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 to 30. Two of the, three of the most powerful scriptures in all the Bible. And it's for people that are burdened, are laden down with sin. And we're in a culture where our children are laden and burdened down by sin. You know that? We are. But the parents and the older people, you and me, we, there has never in the history of the world been a society, a culture, there has never been a world that is burdened down by as much sin as ours is. And the call goes out, and it's a strong call in Isaiah one eighteen to the world. It's why we have television. It's this call, Jesus says, sinners of the world, people of Wurunga, Lloyd Grollum and children, come now, he says. It's a reasonable, it's a beautiful call. Come now, let us reason together. Though your sins are as scarlet, they're red They're bad, they're dirty, they're shameful. God says they shall be white as snow. And in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 to 30, Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. Do you get weary and burdened if you've got to carry them around? Nothing will weary you more. Nothing will drive you down more in life than if you have sins in your life, dark, shameful sins that you don't want to share with anybody. Nothing will drive you down more than trying to carry that around. And you know how I know? Because I've done it. I'm talking from experience. And the Bible says, and Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And then we showed the children and this was perhaps one of the most powerful things in all the week. I said, let me show you and let me show you all the people at Wurundjeri SDA one more time how Jesus takes our sins away. Do you remember what we did? We knelt down. And this is what we said. Do you want to follow me, guys? Dear Jesus, Dear Jesus, take, my Jesus. take my sins away. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Just wait a second. And we had this guy, Richard. He was symbolizing Jesus. We had... A classroom full of 20 little kids praying that beautiful prayer. And it, oh, it's so powerful. And how I challenge you this morning. You are people. I, a person. We are people who are burdened down with sin to pray that simple childlike prayer. And is it any wonder that Jesus said we must be like little children to be saved? All we've got to do, we live in this complex world and say, Dear Jesus, please take my sin away. And look what Jesus does. I'll get out of the way and just look what happens. He comes. He takes the sin out of our hearts, away from us. And he gives us back, and you can see the kids watching this, our heart. And then I get them to stand up. And I say, Scotty, stand up, sweetie. Scotty, is it easier to walk now? Walk over to the, to the, to the chair and back. (coughs) Excuse me. Is that easier? Much easier. What about this Hannah without the lies and the cheek to daddy and all those things out of your heart? How easy is it to walk? And how true is that? Isn't that what it's like? When Jesus comes into your heart, when you pray that prayer and he takes your sins away, is the greatest moment of my life. When I first came to Jesus and he came in and he took the burdens, the heaviness, the guilt and the shame away. It was beautiful. And we were showing these young kids how beautiful it is to have this sort of a walk with Jesus. And I said to them, if you don't ever remember anything else from VBS, you remember through your life that no matter how bad things get, you can get on your knees and pray for Jesus to take your sins away. But you know what I showed them then? The sins are still there, but who's got them? Who's got them, Scotty? Who's got the sins? Who's got them, Hannah? Look. Who's got them? Not Richard. Who's got them? Jesus. Jesus has got them. And then I showed them this. This is sin. And I'm looking for, where is he? Who volunteered to help me today. Is it David? Hopped, is he here? Come here, David. Dale. And Dale as well. I said, this is sin. The wages of sin, Romans six twenty-three, is what? I said to them, have you ever seen a hand grenade? Well, they go, yeah, because they've all seen them on TV. And, and stand over here, guys. All in a line. Now, Hannah's a little one here. I said to them, Hannah, if you had a hand grenade and I pulled the pin, what would happen? It would go, bang! And would that be the end of you? It would be. Now, look, Scotty's a bit bigger than Hannah. He's a bit taller. So we give Scotty this hand grenade, which represents sin. Because uh, the wages of sin is what? I want, I want to tell you today, brothers and sisters, this is simple. But if you've got sin in your life, it's like a hand grenade. If you hold it long enough, it's going to blow up and it will kill you. And I said, well, let's go to Scotty. He's a bit bigger. If I pull, pull a hand grenade, what's going to happen to Scotty? See, he got it. No Scotty. Or we go here to David, who's even bigger. They pull, same thing. It'll destroy him. Or we can go here to Arnold Schwarzenegger. Most powerful, strongest man in the world. And we pull a pin on the hand grenade. What happens to Arnold He still blows up and they got it, you know that? And they said, look at this. Who did you give the hand grenade? Who did you give the sin to? Who? And I said, and let me bring it across here, and we had a cross. I said, Jesus went to the cross with our sin, with this hand grenade, and I talked to them for a little bit about Jesus dying on the cross and I said, you know, Jesus had these nails driven through his wrists as he hung on the cross and he had these nails driven through his, his ankles and I said, it must, have, it must have been very powerful and I told them how when I was a young fella and I could jump around and all the rest of it, I was a builder and I was on the top plate of a house which is the top of your Wall where it meets the ceiling and I jumped down onto the concrete slab and there was a piece of timber there with a, a nail that had been shot by a nail gun that was sticking right up and I jumped right onto my heel. It was a three inch nail, an inch and a half timber so I got two and a, what was it, an inch and a half of nail into my foot and I talked about how painful that was. And I was trying not to traumatise the children. And then I I, I took them to the cross and I said, Jesus Jesus should have taken. Do you know how long it used to take them to die on the cross? Remember how how long? Three Three to six days. But I said, Jesus died in how many hours? Do you remember? Three Three hours. So what happened? Jesus had our sin. It was a hand grenade. And he had it against his heart. And the plug, the pin had been pulled and it blew up and he did not throw it away and it killed him. You know, that was a very powerful experience for those kids to see that in that worship. And I pray that this is a powerful experience for you this morning because the Bible says in John chapter 3, verse 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son to take the hand grenade from you and take the blast. And you know, it was a powerful thing in VBS, in our children's program, to share that with 75 children. And I pray that as we have shared it with you this morning, that it has been a powerful thing for you. Because I know that many of you, because it's life, and it's the world we live in. And I know that many of you are suffering with sins that you're struggling to overcome. Sins that make you guilty. Sins that make you feel shameful. And we have to overcome those sins. But you know, we can only take that first step of overcoming by getting on our knees and giving them to Jesus. And let them ta- let, let Jesus take those sins to the cross. He's calling you to allow him to do that this morning. To surrender surrender I surrender all Jesus take these sins to the cross I will let you take the explosion for me I will let you pay the price this morning Jesus I pray save me and just as Jesus will save these children and these young people you allow him to do that for you he will save you too I want to say a prayer would you bow your heads Jesus we thank you for your gentle love We thank you so much that you came and died for us, that you took the hand grenade, the sin that we've committed, that you let it explode in your heart. We let it, Lord, kill you. We thank you that you did that for us this morning. We give you our sins. We surrender our lives. And Jesus, here at Warunga SDA, we pray this morning at the conclusion of this VBS program, we pray, Lord, that you will take us, And that we will let you save us. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to conclude our worship service this morning by singing a a surrender song. All to Jesus I surrender. And it's a good way to finish our VBS, isn't it, Sandra? Our children surrendered to Jesus and we're asking their parents today to do the same thing. So let's all stand together. These guys are going to stay up the front with me and we're going to sing this beautiful song, hymn 309, All to Jesus I Surrender. And as we sing it, do what the words say, surrender.